to Technology Forward. Today we are speaking with Robert Meschel, Director, Additive Manufacturing Network at Siemens. We'll discuss what this network is and how it is helping to battle this COVID pandemic. So thank you for joining me today, Robert. Thank you for having me, Leslie. First off, tell me about the Additive Manufacturing Network, what it is and how it can help the design engineer. Well, the Additive Manufacturing Network is an online order-to-delivery collaboration platform, um, mainly designed for the industrial additive manufacturing community. We, our customers, experience exponential growth in the need for additive made parts. Some of these parts are being produced in-house within their manufacturing facility, and some of them are by leveraging an external uh, network of suppliers. This interaction involves both technical data exchange as well as commercial aspects, um, and uh, our system allows to facilitate this entire interaction that takes place between the demand and the supply of the uh, additive manufacturing. By uh, leveraging the additive manufacturing ecosystem of all the players, these are um, machine vendors, material vendors, uh, software vendors, uh, engineering and consulting, and we bring all these uh, uh, groups together in order to allow, facilitate, and improve the set of processes between the design engineers and those that are going to produce the parts for the engineers. Okay. What are you seeing as some of the biggest issues with customers and suppliers that they're facing now, and how are you addressing them? When you say now, you mean specifically in the uh, current uh, pandemic situation, or is it a more general about the market? Well, let's do both if you can. Let's start with the COVID situation and then a more general perspective. Okay. Um, so specifically for the COVID situation, um, we see that there is a lot of need for parts um, that have to be uh, produced on demand and because many of these parts are just missing by the original uh, manufacturers. And um, many of these entities, whether these are doctors, hospitals, and sometimes even individuals that volunteer to provide support in this um, kind of situation, are looking for ways to uh, access uh, relevant uh, uh, service providers, with, whether these are um, um, people with capacity or organizations with capacity to do engineering work, or whether these are uh, entities that have the ability to produce these parts. And um, uh, this is exactly what we're trying to do with the additive manufacturing network, is basically to allow them to access into this capacity and to leverage it easily and fast, uh, so this includes both the ability to uh, get uh, uh, support to design uh, parts and to validate them before they're being manufactured. So, for instance, if you need a, a, a face mask, as an example, which is now uh, um, very popular among these communities, uh, you may not have the relevant files available and you do not have the relevant engineering know-how or capacity in order to uh, design this and to validate it. So here we offer it uh, both by uh, engineers uh, out of Siemens, which are volunteering to do this work, as well as many more entities that were uh, kind enough uh, and, and were willing to join our uh, initiative and offering their services. And once the uh, design is available and is validated, now you need to go into production. And again, here we leverage the uh, network of suppliers, and many of them are suppliers that actually offer their capacity and their knowledge and their uh, resources for free or sometimes uh, for very uh, low cost, basically their cost, um, uh, in order to produce these into the local communities and deliver these uh, for those who are at need. Um, so, so this is basically the essence of the uh, initiative that we are doing here is really to uh, bring closer 
those who have the need for these parts and those who can deliver these parts, whether again for the engineering uh, uh, work or for the production work, you know, to make sure that this supply is actually does take place faster to the market that is currently needing it. Um, in addition to that, what resources are you providing that will help engineers who are forced to design remotely now? So uh, here, uh, the additive manufacturing network is mainly uh, a system that uh, allows the uh, collaboration uh, along these engineers. But many of them, actually, what they need is a, a CAD system. Uh, additive manufacturing network today does not include these capabilities. But we do leverage many other resources which are available within Siemens. So uh, Siemens did open many of its uh, products, including uh, CAD, uh, computer-aided design solutions, um, for the community to be uh, used throughout this uh, coronavirus uh, situation, as well as many other tools in order to allow the engineering, uh, the, the engineers do the work, whether it is uh, design engineer, simulation engineers, or uh, manufacturing engineers. So many of these are available uh, throughout the Siemens network, as well as the Siemens provides um, the access into their own engineers in order to do the work by Siemens. So uh, if, if you have the engineering capacity to do that, you can leverage the tools coming out of Siemens. Uh, if you do not have, uh, you can uh, come to the network, um, upload your request, and we'll assign to you uh, engineers, again, either from Siemens or from outside of Siemens, that can do this work. And these engineers are using either Siemens tools, uh, if they have the access to that, or if they sign up into our current offering, or they can use their own tools that uh, they have at their disposal. Uh, but once they do this work, we can then integrate it all into the additive manufacturing network in order to go to production. Okay. Now, you've already shared um, a couple of examples of working with the medical community. Have you seen any uh, interesting designs or solutions that are coming out? Well, uh, there is a lot of um, innovation going on these days. Uh, honestly, um, our system uh, ha stands for the highest standards of uh, uh, confidentiality, and therefore, really, uh, if, if somebody comes to our system and orders some designs, we don't have the ability to go and to look what is the design. Okay, and therefore, anything okay. which is uh, highly IP related and so on, we just do not have the access. However. Uh, we also do get some uh, requests coming from the committee uh, uh, for our support, and therefore we do have such examples available which we are personally involved. Uh, many of them are, um, you know, things which are quite uh, uh, standard these days, like, again, face mask or uh, uh, mm -hmm. face shields and uh, this kind of part. But we also see a lot of uh, a need for uh, spell pulse. I think that's a good example is uh, a network of uh, hospitals in Germany where they have a specific uh, fitting into the uh, – uh, it's a valve uh, that uh, measures the airflow for the ventilator. So it's like mm -hmm. a mechanical piece that um, they use. This is part of this uh, machine. In typical days, they have these parts available as a third part, but uh, these days, I assume, because of uh, misuse and because of high wear of these parts, they run out of these uh, spell parts. It takes them a long time to get these uh, parts by the original manufacturer, and therefore they're looking for other solutions. In this specific case, they came to us with the part, with the actual part, and um, we were helping them to design it and then to produce it. Okay, so, uh, you know, it really varies. Uh, there are some things which are more standard. There are things like this one, which is really more unique. So what would you say after we get through this crunch time that we're all dealing with right now, what would you say is going to be the most useful aspect of the additive manufacturing network for the engineer? 
Well, you know, the uh, additive manufacturing network was not designed for the current <laughs> situation, right? Uh, we see uh, we see uh, a big need uh, in the market for both uh, design engineers to be able to uh, first of all get updated and get uh, confidence in the use of uh, get updated with the latest technology of additive manufacturing, um, get confidence and competency in uh, designing for additive manufacturing. And then uh, once they are capable to do that uh, is to access uh, a network of suppliers and the ability to collaborate efficiently with these suppliers in order to get their parts done in a, in a timely manner. Uh, and, and this is exactly what the additive manufacturing network provides. Uh, another thing is that uh, we work with a lot of entities that uh, do experience significant uh, growth in the use of additive manufacturing. Uh, many of them produce uh, in the range of uh, hundreds of thousands of parts a year. Uh, this requires a very uh, sophisticated and a very demanding uh, order management system, and uh, the, uh, uh, this is what the additive manufacturing network does. Currently, the uh, standard uh, supply uh, relationship management systems uh, are not capable to handle the amount of engineering um, content that needs to be exchanged between the engineers and their suppliers um, and to support the kind of collaboration and, and uh, a kind of uh, a communication that is required by the engineers in order to make this job done. And this is exactly what the additive manufacturing network was designed to do. Similarly, for the suppliers community, uh, they also experience this um, exponential growth. This also means that uh, competition is getting more tough and uh, they want to stand out from the rest of the crowd meaning that they want to deliver much higher quality service and uh, much higher quality products. And um, the additive manufacturing network helps them to uh, deliver this to their customers by both means. Uh, uh, first of all, um, they're able to uh, access into much larger network of uh, global potential buyers that need their services, and they're able to promote their uh, unique services into this uh, uh, community. And the second is once they do manage to win an order, is how do they run through the entire process in a much more efficient way so they're able to be way more competitive cost-wise. Um, okay. So I think that these uh, needs are valid in the corona times, but they are way more valid even after the corona times. Specifically mm -hmm. now, I also think that the, the current situation is going to even more increase the awareness and increase yeah. more uh, uh, the need for additive manufacturing as a technology. Uh, this is mm -hmm. what I also hear from uh, other machine vendors and, and other players in the market, that to their surprise, they actually see a big boost in, the, uh, in their sales. And this time, so I assume that many of these entities do expect to grow significantly with additive manufacturing operations after we do move uh, out of this crisis. Um, and therefore, the need for such systems is just going to increase. All righty. Well, those were the basic questions that I have. Is there anything you wish to add that I didn't address? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, uh, one more thing uh, in respect to the uh, uh, coronavirus. I think that this uh, entire situation was really um, driven, let's say, a few weeks ago, it was mainly driven by the makers community, where yeah. um, there was an immediate need for uh, parts and uh, people with high uh, innovation uh, capacity um, you know, uh, jumped on this opportunity in order to uh, deliver um, whatever was needed at the time, okay? And this really mm -hmm. uh, stimulated uh, quite significant uh, ecosystem of innovators to come on board and to uh, 
or for their uh, uh, capacity here. I think that now uh, the situation is slightly uh, started to change since the government are getting in and entities with very large capacity of production are also getting in. Okay, and now I think that the game is changing. It's not only about how do we uh, um, find immediate solution for you know, uh, uh, issues that may emerge in uh, specific uh, locations, but it's really how do we support in a much more constructive way this overall global effort that takes place in order to address the uh, challenges of the coronavirus. So how do we bring not uh, 10 or 50 or 500 uh, uh, face masks, but how do we deliver 1 million of these to the market quickly? And mm -hmm. the capacity that uh, these uh, governments are putting in, uh, funding and so, as well as the uh, very large manufacturing, this is what's going to make the big difference, I believe. And um, I think that here you need to have way more structured and, and, and industrial-grade systems to be able to support these overall processes. And again, this is from our perspective, this is our major target uh, for the coronavirus for the next level. So far, it was really about how do we uh, uh, support uh, this kind of makers or, or people which are in need. I do not expect doctors to uh, leave their current job and, and go to look for uh, uh, face masks, okay? I do expect mm -hmm. that it is mainly going to be pushed by government and that it's going to be a more steady supply. And here we need to make sure that we do help these governments and do help these kind of entities that have the large manufacturing capacity to get whatever they need in order to deliver this to the market. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate your time and your insights into uh, well, how the additive manufacturing community can help with all of this. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you very much.